0: Hello and welcome to the Abundant Life program. We are so glad you've joined us today. We are talking about hope today. Get your hopes up. This is really going to help you receive from God. Amen, Mm -hmm. Carla? This is is so important.
1: This totally stirs us up. You know, a hope as defined by Scripture is a confident expectation of good. There is an expectation that has confidence. It's not just hoping and wishing, you know, one day we're up, one day we're down. No, people of faith, people, the children of God, that's you and me, people that have received Jesus on the inside of us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, should be the most confident, the most um, filled with a a confident expectation of good, regardless of the circumstances, than anyone that's
0: living in the world. Amen. You know, and the good news is you may be in a bad situation. You may have bad circumstances. We can't control the outside situations. We can't control Mm -hmm. our outside circumstances, the natural circumstances. In fact, Jesus promised us that in this life, we're going to have tribulations.
1: Yeah, We're but gonna then you have, say
0: cheer up because I've overcome the world. Jesus already overcome the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've i read the back of the book, you win. So w- regardless of the circumstance, you can have this hope. This hope is is not dependent on your circumstances. This hope is not dependent on whether, you know, your boss is, is in a good mood or, or your spou- you and your spouse are getting along. This hope is not dependent on anything external. Mm-hmm. This hope is an internal hope, right, Cardinal? It's mm-hmm. based on the word of God. It's based on the Lord Jesus who never changes, who never fails us. So when you understand this hope, I'm telling you, we looked at Romans 5 about how the fact that this hope is in us because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. When we understand yeah. how much God loves us, it's really gonna fill that fill us with that hope.
1: You know, what we're talking about today, about this this confident expectation, hope, it becomes very real when we're going through a situation that's hopeless. Mm. You know, when and if we look in the scripture, there's so many examples in here of desperate situations. Mm -hmm. We've shared our testimony. We were in a desperate situation with our daughter. She was basically sent home from the hospital at three years old to die. The doctor said it was hopeless but we chose to put our hope in God. We chose to put our confident expectation on the report of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that pilot light of hope sparked the furnace of faith. Mm -hmm. And today she's, she's completely healed. So hope is like the pilot light which stokes the furnace of faith. And when we started to put our hope in what the word of God said about our daughter's situation, faith, I mean, just came alive on the inside of us. And she was completely healed. And when we look in scripture, we see so many examples of people that were in hopeless situations where everything in the natural told them, you've got nothing to, to have be confident about. You've got no good. There's no good expectation to come out of this. But they factored in that God is faithful. Come on. And in all of these stories, these situations have turned around. And that should give us great confidence. It it really
0: should. The Bible is really full of people that, I mean, if you wanted to rename the Bible, not that we're going to do that, but if you're going to rename the Bible, Against All Odds would be a great name. Against All Odds or, or Against All Hope, you know. There's, in the Bible, the Bible is full of ordinary people outside of Jesus. Everyone in the Bible was an ordinary, flawed human being who made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they had hopeless situations. Yeah. I mean, we could literally talk about tens of, if not hundreds of situations in the Bible where it's completely hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know, they come up against the Red Sea. They had the cliffs on one side, the Red Sea on the other, and the Israelite, on the uh, the Egyptians um, coming towards them. The Israelites had to do something. Guess what? Hope. Yep. They opened up the Red Sea, a, m- a miracle. There's so many hopeless situations in the yep. Word of God. Jesus' death. And burial was a hopeless situation but guess what he rose from the dead and that's what we base our faith on so you've got an example here about yeah. a hopeless situation
1: yeah absolutely so you know we have been unpacking jeremiah 29 11, mm-hmm. and um you know that that's that's talking about god giving us um and he knows the plans he has for it's us it's a great verse it really He is. knows the plans for he has mm-hmm. for us there for for good yeah. and for an expected end and to give us a hope and a future Amen. And that word hope, we unpacked this previously, but there's many different ways to explain that word hope. That is talking about um, looking with expectation, looking eagerly, even patiently waiting with eagerness mm-hmm. and expectation. It's talking about ground. We've looked previously about how the hope in our hearts becomes fertile ground to receive the word of God mm-hmm. and how the enemy wants to steal it oh, if, yeah. it's, if the word isn't planted in fertile ground, right? Yeah. Another meaning for that word hope, though, in that, in that passage is, is a cord that binds together. I wanna to look here, we touched on this before, and I'll go back to this, this is in Luke chapter eight, and we had been reading through um, the parable of the sower and how the sower sows the words of God but there's different types of ground that that word falls upon Mm -hmm. and how it's received, you know, the ground is indicative of the condition of the
0: heart. Yeah, so the seed, we know the seed is the Mm -hmm. same, the word of God is always the same, the word of God is incorruptible, it never changes, it's the same, so the seed's the same, Mm -hmm. the only variable here really is the ground, the types of ground, the four types of ground.
1: And that determines the results.
0: It really does and I love this parable because, you know, Jesus taught this parable publicly and the disciples were there, you know, I could imagine the disciples going Amen Jesus, good preaching, and then Mm -hmm. after was they came to Jesus in private and said, "Jesus, we don't understand what you was teaching. Can you explain it to us plainly?" Right. And he does. And that's when Jesus said, "If you don't understand this parable, you're not you're not going to understand any of the parables. This is fundamental to understanding how the kingdom works, and it really it really shows us how important hope is. Does. in this parable
1: because hope is the condition of our heart. And you know, when we have a confident expectation, this word of God is not going to change. It's not going to change for you, right? It's not going to change for me. This word of God is unchanging, and it will work." And it will produce fruit. It will produce a harvest for anyone that hopes in it. For anyone that applies it to their life and puts their expectation in it, it's going to work for you. But that's the size of that harvest, the size of that return, Mm -hmm. right, is dependent on the condition of our heart. Now, I want to show you here, um, we're talking about one of the the meanings of the word um, hope is ground. One of the meanings of the word hope is a cord that binds together. Come on. So we can't, we, we can't just say that we believe the word of God. We literally have to bind it to our hearts. I want to show you this. At the end of this passage here, after it talks about the different types of ground, in verse 15, this is Luke 8, verse 15. It says, but the seed that fell on the good ground, the fertile ground, the ground that was full of hope, okay, are those who have heard the word and they keep it in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Mm. Now, patience, that is that positive endurance Mm -hmm. that is that thing that says once i put my hope in it i don't care how long it takes i'm clinging to it and i'm not letting go come on
0: patience i prayed once i said lord give me patience now i want patience right now now now. right now i want patience right now you're
1: impatient with your patience i was
0: impatient with my patience
1: But this this word this this phrase here, right? It, um, to keep it in our heart, to take the word of God, not just be hearers of the word. Lots of people hear the word of God, yep. and they do nothing with it. Right. But it says here the people who get a harvest mm-hmm. are the people that keep it. Come on. That that actually means to cling to the word of God. Right. That word keep. It, yeah. It's like you know you you hold on to it. Right. You cling to it. You bind yourself to it. it means to seize it. Mm. To hold fast. To retain it in your hearts. And possess it as truth. You know, when we have hope in our hearts, that confident expectation of God, of good, rather, we and of God, yeah. we literally take the word of God that we hear or that we read, that the, the report of the Lord that comes to us, and we take it into our heart and it's like we bind ourselves with a call to it. Well, that's good. You know, I love this. Um, you know, we're talking about stories in Scripture that were hopeless. Right. You know, there was a hopeless situation for a woman named Rahab.
0: Right. And she was a prostitute. I mean, she she was, was a
1: prostitute.
0: If we looked at it today, you would have thought she's got no hope. I mean, she's she's hopeless. she was a prostitute. She wasn't an Israelite. She's a Canaanite. Mm-hmm.
1: And actually, this is really significant because the Canaanites were in the land of Canaan, which is the promised land. Mm-hmm. It was the land that God had already earmarked to the children of Israel to go and possess. And she was born into a land that was already destined for eviction.
0: So really, it wasn't even her. It wasn't mm-hmm. even their land it was right. actually there were squatters there because it was the God had already given that land to the Israelites right
1: she didn't grow up in the with, with the children of Israel she wasn't part of them she was actually part of an invasion mm-hmm. right the people that weren't supposed to be there that were to be eradicated mm-hmm. and if we read about this in Joshua chapter 2 and um, this is a story with the spies Joshua sent the spies out um, to the city of Jericho Now, many of us will have learned about the story of Jericho, maybe in Sunday school. This is where they they actually marched around the very, um, it was a very fortified city. They marched around the wall seven times and the walls came crumbling down and Mm -hmm. they went in and they completely destroyed Jericho. They took Mm -hmm. it for the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? According to the promise that God had given them. Right. And so this is right before these walls fell down. Rahab is a spy, a Canaanite rather. Mm-hmm. She is a Canaanite in living in the wall mm-hmm. of the city of Jericho. Now they must have so had now she's hoped. not just in the city. She's in the she's wall. She's in the wall that's about to be destroyed. And
0: they must have had hope to even do that marching. No one marches around a city seven times. In fact, they marched around it once every day for seven days, then seven right. times. And they must have had hope that it was going to work, an expectation. Otherwise, and she wouldn't then, do it. That's right. And like you said, yeah, Rahab was actually in the wall. So talk about in the danger zone. She was and like she was in, the red, in the red. wall. Right, in the red zone. In the wall. Okay.
1: So she, here she is, a woman of no rep, no good reputation, living with the people that are destined to be evicted, in the living actually in the wall that's about to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was a bad setup. But it's something happened here. And, you know, if you read through the story in Joshua chapter two, you know, you'll come to realize that these people, even though this was a very fortified city, mm-hmm. these people were actually terrified of the, of the children of Israel. Yeah. They were filled with fear. There was, they, you could say their situation was hopeless, yeah. right? They felt like they, they'd already moved in their heart to a place of utter despair. Now, Je- um, Joshua sent in two, two spies mm-hmm. to Jericho inside the city walls to do like a reconnaissance mission right. to figure out how they were going to take these walls down. Right. And they found themselves, the soldiers, uh, they were discovered and they were being hunted down and they went into the house of the prostitute um, Rahab and she, and she hid them. Mm-hmm. And because she, um, she saw something in the word of God, even mm-hmm. though she grew up, you could say on the wrong t- t- side of the train tracks in the right. wrong part of town with right. the wrong people with the from the wrong family tree. She, when she came across the children of God, she knew that there was something about that God that could save her. There was something about that God that could deliver her from that situation, even though she didn't deserve it. Even though she didn't have a covenant, mm-hmm. there was something about that God that, could, that, could, that would protect her and bring her hope. And they said to her, um, um, We're just going to jump into uh, Joshua chapter 2, in verse 15. Then Rahab lowered them down by a rope through the window, um, for, for her home was set into a wall where she lived. And she said to them, go to the hill country so these pursuers, these soldiers don't find you, hide there for three days, and then after that you can move on your way. And the men, verse 17, the men said to her, we will be free from this oath that you have made us, Unless we come to you in this land, you tie this red cord to the window. Remember, her house is in the wall mm-hmm. of the city. It had a window view, right? right? Not many even them would, and she had a window view. is mm-hmm. just tie this red cord to the window through which you let us down. You, and you bring your father and your mother and your brother and all that belong to you inside of your home. And anyone that comes out of the doors of your home into the street, we're not responsible for. So when the walls of Jericho came down, mm-hmm. she had a red cord tied around her window, mm-hmm. and ev- all of her family, all of the people that she loved dearly, as long as they were in the covering of her home, the home that had the red cord on the window, you could say this is symbolic of the word of God, the yeah. cord, right? Yeah. The cord that binds them together. You could say that the red is, and I think this is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. This really is a
0: picture of right? Jesus' salvation. You know, if yeah. you, it, you know, it really is similar to Passover. This is a, this is a picture. of... Of, of Jesus' salvation and being in that in that trusting in the Lord and trusting, I, I don't believe it was a coincidence. It's a red cord. I believe this is very representative of this. But in this situation, we're talking about, you know, what like you said in Jeremiah 29:11, the word they used for hope is a cord. It's something it's you bind cord. up with, and they had that cord. And what happened to that family? That family was saved when yep. everyone else was killed.
1: So they put hope. In the word of the spies, the Mm -hmm. children, those spies, they they represented the word of God. Mm -hmm. They put hope. They literally got that called and they bound themselves to it. Right. They came. You know, when we take the word of God, it should, it should cause us to be filled with hope. You know, we yeah. read that in Romans, yeah. that the God of hope yeah. fills us with all peace. Yeah. There's all protection. There's all power. There's miracle working power. Come on. When we put our confident expectation, when we literally take the word of God and bind it to mm-hmm. our hearts by faith, by, by putting our expectation in connection with it, mm-hmm. there's a power there. There's a protection in there. There's a deliverance in that hope for you today.
0: Your hope is a positive expectation. When you hope in something, it's you, you're having a positive expectation for good. Co- right? There's confidence in that. There's confidence in it. You've got a, you've got an expectation for good, rather than an expectation of bad. You've got an expectation for good, and, and naturally, in our natural selves, in our flesh, if you like, you know, we're a three part being. We are a spirit. You are a spirit, but you possess a soul and you live in a body. Your natural soul and your body are going to be. Expecting bad or, or expecting the worst or naturally negative, mm-hmm. but our spirits are, are always positive. Our spirits are always looking at the Word of God. They're our always full of joy and full peace of and joy, peace, love, all the fruits of the spirit. All the fruits of the spirit. So the key is is renewing our mind, and you know that our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And renewing our mind so that we can have a positive expectation for good, and that's mm-hmm. what we're looking at today: hope. The positive expectation for good and that's going to spark you into receiving the the promises of god it's so yeah. powerful right here we have a great example of this you know this is a great story in acts 3 about a lame man being completely healed you know uh, um, peter and john were going to the gate of beautiful they're going into the into the uh, temple and this man was lame and you know what i love what how the word puts it here because it shows you that he had hope mm-hmm. this lame man even though he was lame for all his life he had hope and it shows it right here. Let's look at this in Acts 3. And let's just jump in the story maybe into, um, let me just say, it's hard to jump. I'm going to jump in in verse 2. So this is Acts mm-hmm. 3, verse 2. It says, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb. This man was lame from his mother's womb. He hadn't experienced anything else other than, than not being able to walk, just being lame. says his mother's lo- uh, womb was carried and was laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. So every day they carried him to this gate to beg. Mm. And that, that was, was his life. Job. That was his life. They yep. carried him to the gate to beg, people to ask for alms from those who entered the temple. Verse 3, who's seeing Peter and John. This lame man saw Peter and John, who's seeing Peter and John. Maybe he'd heard, you know, I'm reading between the lines a little bit now. Maybe he'd heard something about how people being healed yeah. by, by the apostles. Yeah. Maybe he'd heard that the apostles were healing people and people being healed even at Peter's shadow.
1: Well, it's interesting because right before, you know, the end of um, the second chapter of Acts, mm-hmm. You know, it says the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. Come on. And you can imagine, if you're if you're the one that's sitting at the temple mm-hmm. going, you get to hear a lot of conversations. Oh, yeah. You would have heard the chatter. You would have heard the grapevine.
0: Come on. Thousands of people were being saved at that yeah. time. He added their, their number daily. So he must have heard healing stories. He must have heard about how the disciples had prayed for people and they'd been healed. So anyway, right These here. These
1: guys we, had a reputation. They had a
0: reputation for healing. <laughs> a reputation for healing, praise God. That should be your reputation. You should have a reputation as a believer that when you lay your hands on the sick, they recover, praise God. You are called to minister. You to lay hands on the sick and see them recover just mm-hmm. like uh, Peter and John did right here. So this man, this lame man, is looking to uh, to Peter and John. It says here we're in Acts three, verse three, and it says, "Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms." Verse four, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, "Look unto us." So Peter said to the lame man, "Look unto us," and so gave them his attention. And listen to this. The lame man, this is verse 5, Acts 3, verse 5. Don't miss it. Sometimes we read the Bible and we just skip over things like this. Mm. And we don't actually, you know, every word in the Bible is worth looking at more closely, especially here. Acts 3, verse 5, it says, so, talking about the lame man. So he gave them his attention. Mm. Ready for this? Expecting to receive something from them. Powerful.
1: That's really important. You know, sometimes we have not because we ask not, Mm -hmm. right? Or we, we just don't have our expectation Turned on. You need to turn your right. expector on. Come on. Get your expector on. Get your hopes up today. Come on. You know, we don't just pray. I, I say this I don't pray pattercake prayers. Pat-a-cake prayers. Or band aid prayers, right? Dear
0: little Jesus, and just, you know, you know. No, like... when
1: I pray, I fully expect something to change. Come on we need to look with expectation. Yeah. You know, we're talking we've been talking about how hope is a confident expectation that hope is the literally the pilot light of faith. Yeah. And hope is seen is something that is seen on the inside of us that is linked to our imagination. You know, when we're believing to receive something, we can start to imagine it. You know, this man, he says, he looked, he he expected to receive something. He expected to be the recipient of something good, of something life-changing.
0: And Peter said to Mm -hmm. him in verse 6, it says, then Peter said, silver and gold... do, do not I have, but what I do have, I give to you. Now people say, oh, was, the disciples didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. They were poor. Now I believe they just didn't have money on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the disciples had money. We can, we can see that all throughout the Acts and all throughout the Gospels. But you see that, I don't have silver money on me right now. You could say I've left my wallet at home, but what I do have, I give to you. Mm. Peter had healing on the inside of him. So what I do have, I give to you. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So powerful.
1: Yeah. You know what I believe happened here? This man was sitting at the gate. He's sitting at the gate, and he's he's heard all the stories. He's mm-hmm. heard the the word on the on the town, right? Yeah. And when he sees these disciples come by, this hope, this confident expectation. You know, I mean, we, it might be a stretch here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting there thinking, if these guys come by. I'm going to reach out to them. Right. You know, yeah. I, There's something different about them. Yeah. There was an expectation there. And when he saw them, he looked at them with that conf- with that hope, with that confident yeah. expectation. But the minute they spoke to him, that went from just being a pilot light of, right. of hope right on the furnace of faith to suddenly it lit the furnace. Come on. And you can see in verse 16, it says the disciple said, and his name by faith in his name. So this on. man has moved from a position of hope right. to a position of faith. And we want to be there because yeah. that's Faith is how we receive the promises of God. By faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know and faith which comes through him has given him perfect health in your presence. By faith in his name. This man started with a confident expectation, yeah. but he ended in a place of, yeah, I'm taking that. That's Come mine. On. And I, I believe this happened. The moment that the disciples said, spoke to him and said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, yeah. rise up and walk. There's, an, You can almost feel the authority. Yeah that comes through that. When that authority met the hopeful, confident expectation, the condition of the heart of the man at that gate, I tell you, power was released. Mm -hmm. It took root on the inside of that man's flesh. And that miracle wasn't just conceived. It was, it was, born, yeah. right? Fully it manifested. was born, fully, fully born, born. Fully, manifested. fully manifested. Yeah, I really
0: believe that he looked at Peter and John and I, I think if he hadn't have been expecting, I don't think Peter and John would have, Peter would have gazed at him and, and, and yeah. actually spoke to him like that but I think he was expecting and because he's expecting something, you know, it's, it's so powerful. His heart Just, was ready to receive it. His heart was ready to receive. That's why mm-hmm. hope's so important. We need to get our hopes up. Don't get your hopes up in things of this world. Let me tell you, there's nothing in this world you can hope on. There's mm-hmm. nothing in this world that's, that, that you can put your hope in that's not going to let you down. Even your spouse your family members you know your your business your, the economy your government whatever it is you can't hope in those things the only thing you can hope in is the word of god is jesus you know john one says the mm-hmm. word became flesh so jesus and the word of one we can put our hope in jesus he will not let you down he's not going to let you down today anything else you put your hope in really jesus uses this parable it's really like a, a building your house on the sand it's going to fall It's not going to work. We have to build our house on the rock. We have to make sure our hope is settled on Jesus and him alone. And when you do that, it doesn't matter what happens in your outside circumstances. You can still have that hope, that positive expectation for good. And sometimes it's going to take a a battle. It's almost like Mm -hmm. a good fight of faith. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to have to cling on to that hope. You know, um, Romans talks about how we cling to what is good. We have to cling to that. We have to make an actual effort on our part. And you might say, actually, how do I do that? You keep your mind stayed on the word of God. Mm. You know, you make sure that you're focused on the Word of God. You make sure that you have positive expectations. You make sure that you are you are basically um, renewing your mind to the promises of God.
1: This is so true. You know, um, in Romans four, let's go on here. We're talking about here examples of people that yeah. were in hopeless situations, yeah. but God gave them hope. Come on, regardless of what
0: was the going the whole on. Bible was full of people in hopeless yeah. situations, against all odds, and they came through victorious.
1: And with a word from God. They put hope in that and they saw their miracle manifest. That's a lesson for us. Look at this Mm -hmm. in Romans 4. This is um, uh, Abraham and Sarah. It says in verse 18, Romans 4, 18, against all hope, now that's talking about the natural hope in the world. Against all hope, he believed in hope that he might be the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. The reason this is so important was because um, Abraham and Sarah were old and they Mm -hmm. were barren and they couldn't have children, but they were given a word from God that said, you're going to be the father of many so nations. So in the natural,
0: I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. two people that are, you know, 99, 100 years old, we're talking about Sarah was unable to conceive anyway, yep. but now she's past the age. Mm-hmm. Abraham's, you know, uh, both elderly. In the natural, there's no hope, it's hopeless. Right, so that's
1: why it says against all natural hope. so powerful. He believed in hope. He mm-hmm. believed, he put confident expectation in the word of God that God oh, had well. spoke to him that despite the circumstances, his promise was still good, that he was still going to be the father of many nations. That takes some effort. Oh yeah. You know, that didn't happen overnight. Like right. there, was, there was decades mm-hmm. between when God spoke that word and when they mm-hmm. saw the promise. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so I, Abraham and Sarah, they had to hold on. Actually, I think it was 26 years. That wow. they held on to the promise of God in hope with that five, those five words. So right. shall your seed be. Right. They held on. Hope caused them to take a hold of those five words. And despite 23 years of not seeing something, they still had a confident expectation Mm. that God's word was going to be true. Man, this is so important. We can read about this in Genesis chapter 15. You know, in order for for Abraham back then to to really get his mind around what God was speaking to him, Mm -hmm. that hope, those five words, so shall your seed be, That promise had to paint a picture on the inside. Hope conceives something and it conceives something in your imagination. We see in hope. We believe in hope and then faith brings substance to it. So hope is on the inside of us. You know we've talked about this before. Romans right. eight twenty four. That hope that is seen isn't hope. Right. Hope's job is to paint a picture, to conceive mm-hmm. through your imagination something mm-hmm. that faith is going to bring to pass. And he said this in Genesis fifteen. He speaks to him, and he tells him that you're gonna you're gonna have um, the heirs to your to your house. Verse four. It says the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not be your heir, but a son from your own body will be your heir. Air, and he brought him outside and said look up towards heaven and count the stars if you're able to so shall your descendants be so shall your descendants be I think it's really significant Right. That God calls Abraham to come outside of his tent and look
0: up. And he gave him a this picture. This is a word. He, he gave, gave him, him a picture. He uses your imagination. Yes. You know, that's why it's hope so important. Hope is a positive expectation. It's your imagination on good. And every day, you can imagine every day, Abraham went outside or every night and looked at those stars and there was no light pollution right. back then. So he saw literally thousands, probably millions of stars that he could look up and that ignited his hope, that kept his hope stirred. He was looking at those stars and No, I'm gonna have sons and daughters as many as these stars eventually. I'm gonna have a family as many as these stars. Praise God. So God gave him a visual picture Mm. right there that he could meditate on to keep his hope alive. Man,
1: let hope spark your imagination today. Amen. Let it paint a picture on the inside of you.